Well, hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy, and you can always reach me at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y. And uh, today's episode, you guys, I'm titling Mental Health Check-In. Uh, it's the middle of December, and uh, everybody is kind of gearing up for Christmas. Um, but the sad part about this time of year is that a lot of people deal with excess baggage, mental health problems and uh, you know emotional stuff and financial problems and anxiety and everything and so we thought this would be a great great opportunity for us to show you kind of another side to us Uh, so today this episode is my wife and I talking all about mental health Um, you know just everything a little bit of this and a little bit of that and so I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one Um, I really want you guys to see that while I can be funny and I can be serious and I can be downright passionate uh, to a fault um, I can also be a silly heart and um, sometimes I'm afraid I'm going to be too much one way or another and I'm going to alienate my audience, you guys, my empath tribe and so you guys have to understand we have to let each other be ourselves, you know, uh, this is not about simply being silly it's not about being too too serious either, It's a, it's trying to have a mixture so that you can get something good out of this because at the end of the day i feel that good mental health comes uh, when we uh, can stop and laugh at ourselves and we can laugh at each other that's what it's all about having a sense of humor is integral to good mental health so uh, strap in grab yourself a hot cup of cocoa unless you're in uh you know, California or somewhere where it's hot, maybe grab some iced tea, but uh, whatever your uh, temperature is, uh, bundle up or cool off, turn on a fan or turn on the heater, whichever one applies to you. Uh, Yeah, let's get started. This is going to be a good one, you guys. Thank you for joining us. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy, and I have my beautiful co-host and wife today. Thankfully, uh, the store let her back another time. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> Rebecca Russell, please say hi. Hi. So, you guys, you guys... Um, we almost didn't even record today because um, I bought a brand new microphone. So we have two. We have two dedicated microphones. Uh, one for each mouth is the rule of thumb that I uh, heard. <laughs> Unlike kitty litter, plus one to the amount of cats you have. Yeah, exactly. It's like a cat litter rule of thumb. Exactly right. Um, and so the only thing is, is that I'm having a little bit of uh, issues getting used to this um, virtual mixer software program that allows me to have two microphones plugged in at once so um we can hear um i can't even hear myself right now can you hear yourself i can hear myself you can hear yourself oh there we go i turned this up and that seemed to work (laughs) (laughs) okay guys learning as we go yeah we're 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 flying by the seat of our pants ladies and gentlemen um so you guys uh, today's episode is uh i'm calling this episode a mental health checkup because Lord knows we needed it, and so um, I wanted to uh, just kind of clear the air, talk about the podcast, talk about what's coming, what has transpired, what will be transpiring, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What was that? She sneezed. Oh, did she sneeze? <laughs> I wonder if that picked up. <laughs> I don't know. I heard it. My cat sneezed. Did you hear that, you guys? Did you hear it? Anyway, um, we're not... 
you know, here's the thing, you guys, is um, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm very comfortable with who I am. And um, and sometimes, you know, and I've, I've got a lot, I've got a handful of dedicated fans now who have really allowed me to come out of my shell and feel like it's okay, you know, to be myself. And so <clears throat> I'm at a point where I, I wanted this season to be bigger. I wanted it to be bolder. I wanted it to be a little bit more daring. Um, and then the problem is, is that every time I actually go and do that, I reel about it afterward, wondering if I said too much, did, went too far, did I alienate some audience members, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I want this show to be for empaths. And I know empaths are big, giant pussies. No, I'm kidding. You guys, I am too. I am too. See, that's what I would have done during a mic check. Now my wife's rolling your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard us talking about check, 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 check your balls, check your check the spot. <laughs> Take oh two. So, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Surviving Empathy. No, <laughs> no, I wanted this to be fun, and I wanted it to be real, and I want you guys to get a behind-the-scenes look at who we really are. Because yes, who, what you see is what you get. But yeah, we fool around a whole lot more on the show than than we often allow ourselves to. And so I want this to be that kind of episode. I want it to be fun and festive. I mean, it's almost Christmas, for crying out loud. I'm wearing my Darth Vader Christmas sweatshirt. I know, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> I haven't showered today, but yeah. I got my cute sweatshirt Yeah, on. what are you going to do? <clears throat> well, so... That's what this is, episode's all going to be about, you guys. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to—it's a mental health checkup day. The doctor is in session, and but not uh, a real medical doctor. Yeah, <laughs> Brian is not a real medical doctor. <laughs> Please consult your physician before trying to <laughs> listen to <laughs> Surviving Empathy podcast. Uh, anyway, yeah, worst episode ever. No, <laughs> it's the best episode ever. So, you guys, on the last episode, um, I was getting a massive migraine, uh, and I uh, really wanted to put that show out. Um, and, you know, um, it, I think it turned out pretty good. Do you, did you like that episode? What do you think? Yeah, I do. You talked about some real stuff. Yeah. Some maybe uncomfortable things, but yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, the thing I was trying to talk about on the last episode was about... Um, uh, where we draw the line between um, safety and freedom, because that seems to be a major theme in our political zeitgeist. And then uh, just talking about violence in sports, violence in film, uh, violence in the military, and how there's a difference between people who sign up for violent sports as professionals um, and and average citizens who have nothing to do with that. And what I was the, the parallels I was trying to make was is that um we as a society the more freedom we ask uh for essentially um sometimes the less uh safe we become and the more safe we become the less freedoms we have and there's this that seems to be the left versus the right right now is that the left wants things to be safer because there's a lot of crazies out there and there's not enough mental health care out in our society and so that is one of the big ones, uh, I think, uh, is the great debate uh, between left and right uh, wing parties now is trying to figure out where to draw that line between safety and uh, freedom, you know, because I truly believe that you can do both. Hey, cat, 
Quit making noise. <laughs> She's got an itch. So, so, um, babe, uh, this is a mental health show. Uh, it's our mental health checkup. Um, yeah. So, uh, wh- how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, so what happened was, is we were playing around with the audio qual, uh, trying to figure out because I have a brand new microphone and it's a quality microphone. It's one of those blue Yeti X. Now I have dualies, dual microphones. They're both the same exact one, uh, and really good quality, but they're, you know, you have to have them set up right. And that's what a lot of the YouTube videos say is if you want to have perfect sound quality, you have to know how a condenser mics works and how to set it up right and how to have the gain right and all the settings. Once you have, once you understand what you, what the microphone is, it, it'll be perfect every time. Um, there's been a few times where we've shared this microphone and then you can't, like I accidentally clicked over on the cardioid and you're on the backside of it. And so you couldn't hear her on an entire episode. And then last season there was audio issues. And so the point I'm making is that I'm trying very, very hard to keep this show light, but also keep it meaningful and keep it deep at times. I want you guys to get a mix of fun and light, but also deep and heavy and serious sometimes too, you know? And so that's what this episode is. It's really just kind of a check in, assess where we've been, assess where we're going. Um, and so as far as my audio is concerned, we just spent like an hour and a half trying to figure out this virtual, um, it's, a, it's a virtual mixer. It's kind of like a real mixer that I used in the radio station, except the difference is it's all on a screen. And mm-hmm. the more I played with it, the worse everything was getting. And I was like, oh God, we're not going to be able to record today. But finally, I just rebooted everything, plugged everything in and boom, it worked. So that's... Here we are. Do you know and how I'm many so times? I'm so far away from you that I can't even see you because I can't wear glasses and headphones. So <laughs> I'm over here. Yay! <laughs> hey. But um, you know, when I was at the radio station, um, <clears throat> I remember one time it was my first week at the radio station, and I was a behind-the-scenes technical guy, and uh, the entire uh, radio station KZOZ comes running over to us from the other side of the fair. They're way, way, way over there. We're over by the, you know, stage, and they're way over by the rides and stuff. And uh, uh, this guy goes, hey, man, uh, do you know anything about uh, audio? I'm like, well, yeah, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And he's like, well, the radio station isn't on, on we're not live right now, and I can't get back on. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I go, hey, Pepper, can I leave? And he's like, yeah, go. And so I ran over there, and all I did was uh, reset their computer, reset all their settings, plugged everything back in just from scratch. You know, like all you do when you're troubleshooting is start over, reset Mm -hmm. the computer, reset your program, restart, plug everything, unplug everything, plug it back in, and then try again, and all be darned, it it works 80% of the time. So that's what we did today. Yep. Um, Yeah, because we were getting all kinds of reverb and weird sounds delays yeah but the only the only thing is now is now what i have to figure out is how we can get both of our voices in these earphones because i can hear myself right now but i can't hear you and and vice versa yeah so Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out but my point is is you guys is that last season i bought this brand new dell computer it's a g5 gaming computer just so i could have kick-ass quality and what happened um 
I couldn't get my old computer because it was indisposed, and so I had to use that computer. So half of my season, there was a click, click, click. I'm like, ah, what am I doing wrong? And so I talked to Dell, and to make a long story short, um, they couldn't solve the problem. And so I waited four months, four months for them to finally send me a new computer, and they never could. They After four months, they get to me and said, sorry, we can't find one. I'm like, really? I said, I'm not like a school that has, from, needs 50 computers. Best Buy, and two days later, you got Yeah, one. so we bought this yeah. guy, the Acer Aspire, and I'm very happy with it, very pleased. So far, no ticks, no clicks, no processing issues. Um, <clears throat> but uh, getting back to mental health, uh, part of my mental health really is about this show because if I don't put myself out there enough, I feel like I'm not being myself with my audience. And the whole point of this show <clears throat> excuse me, is to empower empaths, to empower nerds, misfits, introverts, just regular struggling people with regular jobs. I want to appeal to all the sensitive people, all the shy people, all the people with more refined sensibilities. And so I got to thinking about, you know, between uh, seasons, I was like, well, I want to go bigger, bolder, better. And I feel like I'm doing that, but it, but many more times than last season, I find myself feeling insecure or reeling uh, from ha- being too much myself, not allowing myself to to be myself. In other words, especially when I act up or act out, um, I'm I'm always feeling bad, like I'm going to alienate my audience because I know that they're they're more sensitive. They're we're all we're all giant peas, we're giant pussies. We're we, we have certain sensibilities that we don't want trampled on by domineering narcissists and sociopaths and mean-spirited people. And so anytime I feel like I'm being that, only because I'm trying to show you guys that you can be sensitive and still be empowered, I feel like I'm going to alienate people. What do you think? Do you think I've gone to come too far? No, I think just keep being yourself. Yeah. I mean... It's, we're not, it's, it's not boring and bland and network television. So well, that's the thing is like, I'm trying to keep it real. That's why I keep in cat scratches from the cat box. I keep in coughs and grunts and clearing of my throat. Um, I thought about fixing all that in post, but I'm like, you know, I'm not my, if I was doing voice work, like I plan on doing for like audiobooks and whatnot, it would sound way different because you would have multiple takes you would clear your throat, you would be perfect, you would do segments, and then you would stop, and then you can stop and rest and drink cocoa and soothe soothe your voice, and you know what I mean? So you have mm-hmm. this perfect ability to make it sound perfect every time. For this purpose, I just wanted it to come off real, because I think that's the problem, is that these don't come off very real. These podcasts come off kind of fake. And I wanted to attract the right people with the right energy. And I, I think I'm doing that. But I don't know. Like my last episode, I got a little rambly. You know, I was just rambling too much. Um, and I was forgetting words because I was getting a migraine. And then I started feeling like, oh, this is the worst episode ever. And, you know, but then I listened to it again. And I think I made some really good points there. And the point I was simply trying to make is we're going to have to live in a world full of people that we don't like. And that I'm not saying don't fight for what you believe in. I absolutely believe we should. But at the end of the day, if we're not fighting and standing up um, <clears throat> for our values, 
Um, we're going to lose our rights and we're going to lose sight of our values. And so, yes, keep fighting. <clears throat> I, what I really meant is, is we cannot, we cannot take all the people we hate, all the mean people, narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths, Trump supporters, mean spirited people, and just, we can't put them on a boat and ship them to Scandinavia. It just doesn't work that way. And so we have to learn how to deal with these things. We have to learn, try to, try to coexist with these people. And that was sort of the point I was trying to make is that it should offend you at the deepest level, <clears throat> but you know, that you, we're going to have to learn how to coexist with people in a, in the real world, because in, in a real world, we, we don't get to pick and choose, you know, it's not like picking your friends where you get to pick all the best people. You, you, you know, when you go to work, you have to deal with every kind of person. And that, that's what we're trying to teach people is how to get along in the real world, in a real world setting. So do you feel like we're doing that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're just being ourselves. So that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. That is exactly what it's all about. So um, how is your mental health these days? You doing okay? It, off and on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So tell me more. Don't well, make me do I've all the actually talking. come to the realization recently by having a few kind of pretty bad depressive episodes in the last few weeks, yeah. that it's it's one of my migraine precursors. Yeah. And I'd never realized that before. But yeah, I definitely, like when I get moody and cranky, I know that I'm having a migraine yeah. precursor. Like and it's I a, never noticed a that subtle before, telltale but, sign, mm-hmm. right? So any of you guys who get migraines out there, uh, pay attention to your moods and pay attention. Uh, what is yours again? Well, I, now I know that I get really depressed. And yeah. then I also notice that I, I take a lot of deep breaths and I sigh a lot. Do you think and that might a, be because your body is craving oxygen and it's gasping maybe. for yeah. more air, I don't perhaps? Know. I'm not sure, but yeah. that's, that's, well, and that's the other just, thing that I've noticed. Yeah, know. and that's exactly what I mean, you guys, is, you know, I'm sorry that I come off a little too much sometimes, but I'm a comedian. I just, I, I try to keep it light and sometimes I feel like I'm painting myself in the wrong way, but I'm, I'm just trying to joke with people because I, I see you guys as friends. We should all be able to, you know, you know, you know how we are with my friends. We, we poke and prod each other out of love, you know, and that's, that's what it's all about is having a sense of humor. I feel like most people, uh, who, who have the worst mental health struggles are the ones who can't laugh at themselves and can't laugh in general. And, and that's why, you know, we always try to keep it light sometimes because I want there to be depth and meaningful episodes that, that really get to the heart of very deep and serious topics. But I also want the show to be light and funny and humorous too. So you guys can see that we joke around too. And that, you know, sometimes the quality turns out great and other times not so much. And I beat myself up about it because I really genuinely care not only about the show, but about you guys. And I want to, you know, when I'm talking smack, I'm just talking smack to let you guys see that you can be a gentle person and still stand up for yourself. I think people lose sight of that, you know? Yes, they do. You don't just nod. You have to say yes, yes and speak I into know. the microphone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh, it's like trying to whip a dead horse, y'all. It's been a day. Yeah, it has been a day. No, I know. And I'm just giving you shit. We have a great relationship. But when you're trying to get your um, very introverted wife to participate on a show, 
after a long week is it could be a little bit difficult. Yes. <laughs> but um, no, getting back to your mental health, though, babe, yes. you know, I love you and you I adore you. We've been together forever. We've been together, what, 13 years almost? <clears throat> yeah, 13 and a half. Yeah. And and we we have been through so much stuff. And that's what I wanted to talk about is I wanted to talk about grief and depression and anxiety and having a sense of humor how you know that's what i'm trying to teach you guys is how to have a sense of humor not when you're feeling funny but to have a sense of humor despite the fact that you're having depression despite the fact that you're having a little bit of anxiety in other words if you if you it's kind of like where your smile goes your brain will follow and if you just learn to um Talk yourself out of these things. Like the one thing I've gotten so much better at with my depression and anxiety is the fact that um, I used to get like I would set up camp in Camp Despair and I would Mm -hmm. set up my tent there and I'd have my boots and I'd have my campfire and I'd have my my chairs. I have a permanent reserved spot there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. And that's what a lot of us people with depression do is we end up setting up camp there and it takes, I don't know, sometimes over a week, two weeks to get through it. And now when I get depressed, um, it's still just as deep, but it just doesn't last as long. It's like, I've got the super quick pup tent that I can just put away real fast. And <laughs> I got all the really fancy, you know, army gear now. So when I do set up camp in my depression, I, I feel like I'm able to like, just kind of walk on down the trail a little bit easier. And I think what changed for me, honestly, is um, just realizing that it was okay to have depression Realizing and giving myself permission to have anxiety and depression and really allowing myself to say whatever the fuck I want on this show. I mean, honestly, I get like when we were having trouble troubleshooting in the beginning here and then we went to go eat our Chipotle and today it's uh, here in uh, Oregon. It's uh, Chipotle's very first day in our town, like day one. And so we ordered a burrito and a quesadilla. And we opened it up. We're like, well, this troubleshooting's not going well. Let's just go eat, and then we'll pick it up afterward. And we're like, oh, okay. And so we went to get our Chipotle out of the fridge that we had picked up earlier today. And <clears throat> I go to open it up, and uh, I ordered a double steak burrito, and I got single steak, no cheese, no salsa, no sour cream, just dry-ass bean, cheese, or not cheese, bean and rice. <laughs> it was bean, meat, and rice, and that was it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. And then hers, go ahead and tell her about, tell them about yours. Well, mine was supposed to be the quesadilla, which I've had before, and it's this fabulously overstuffed with, the, I usually get sofritas because mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the vegetarian thing, mixed with the cheese, just overflowing tortilla with all the stuff on the side. It was one of their little, like, tiny-ass taco-sized tortillas. (laughs) It was so small, you guys. Folded over in half with cheese melted in it. And then the sofritas was in one of the the, The um, the accompaniment. The, the, the one of the sides. It's supposed yeah, those little. To, it was where sour they, cream was supposed to be. There was no sour cream. Right. It wasn't in the with the cheese and the tortilla, and it was. Yeah. It was, 
And that's sad. exactly what this whole day has felt like. Yes. It's like my sad little tortilla. This is our sad little day with our sad little tortilla <laughs> <laughs> with our sad little troubleshooting. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You guys is that nothing went right today. Absolutely nothing. Um, I felt like I wasn't even going to record today because I was just, nothing was going right. And so we just, we took our food and we're like, ah, fuck it. You know what? Let's just eat it. We ate. We'll email <clears> him. Hopefully yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I'm not mad there. at Chipotle. I get it. You know, being a chef myself, like I was telling you earlier, is that when a restaurant first opens, it takes a good solid six months to get to the point where you have a, a, a store with any sense of regularity. Because the first wave of people that get hired on, half of them quit because they have it's too much stress, too much drama. So you'll get like six or seven people the first week that will leave out of mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. And then they'll have to keep rehiring. And then what will happen is, is eventually within six months, they'll have gone through probably three like generations of employees mm-hmm. until they finally get to a point where there's, you know, enough people there with enough training to feel solid who can train the others and then get everybody up to speed. And, you know, and that's the thing. That's what I mean is so important as a chef is team effort. And that's why negative reinforcement is such a bad thing because say you're brand new and you fuck up and then somebody like you or I go to tell them and then they start, you know, really getting upset because you're, you know, and that's what I mean is like when people nowadays uh, go to complain about something, they're so fucking mean and rude and personal about it. Like they want you personally to die and pay. Oh yeah, I somebody <laughs> told my boss I should have been I should be fired once because I wouldn't. They're being a bitch on the phone, and I wouldn't give her my name. So then she <laughs> called back and talked to my manager and told him that he should fire me. Yeah, and like, what? Yeah, like, people are just they're, they're yeah, and so that's what I mean about when I when you guys have to understand context that when on this show I'm talking about uh, dealing with psychic attack, dealing with quote unquote society people, et cetera, et cetera. You have to understand context. I'm trying to teach people who are normally not empowered to feel empowered. And so when I'm talking smack the way I am, I'm coming from a place of I'm a sensitive, I'm an empath, and I'm a gentle soul. And why on earth are people so fucking mean in this world? And so you, you have to understand we're talking about defending ourselves from psychic attack of sociopaths and people that are unfeeling and uncaring. And so, yeah, that's where this, that's what this show is all about. It's about empowering people who don't normally feel empowered. Um, so for you, did it, did it hurt your feelings ever? And does it still, and what did you do to get over that? I, the old me would have been very upset about it and would have thought about it for weeks on end. And I've just gotten to the point now where it's, I know it, they don't fucking know me. It's not personal. Yeah. Just being an asshole because they're an asshole. And I just don't care. I remember when I was working at Lowe's and uh, I was working in lawn and garden. I was what's called a Wee member. <clears throat> and that just means weekend team. Um, but you actually have to know a lot because you have to be trained in every department. And so you, we have more training and we have more freedom because we're not stuck in one department where we can kind of roam the whole store, which is excellent when you're looking to get away from work <laughs> when you can't deal with people, you know, and you're like, Oh, I can't. And you'll just go change departments. Like, fuck this. But, uh, there was this time, this guy, 
he called and I'm like, uh, Lowe's, uh, you know, ho- home and garden, you know. And this guy was like, uh, tell, he wanted to know about our lawnmowers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I walked over to the lawnmowers and he's like, well, like, what kind do you have? I'm like, well, we have this. I told, I started naming off brands and he's like, well, how many, you know, how many cylinders is it and all this? And I'm like, well, it's a four cylinder, you know. They're all four cylinders. I mean, <laughs> except for the electrics that have no cylinders, we have four cylinders, you know. Well, then he proceeded to start um, schooling me on uh, how lawnmowers really work. He was going to give me the inside <laughs> info. I don't know if maybe he worked for John Deere or something. I don't know. But he was so rude and so fucking condescending. And uh, I listened to him for a minute and I was like, oh, fuck this and i went click (laughs) i I literally hung up on the guy and i never would do that under normal circumstances but when you're dealing with rude overly rude people especially overly entitled smug arrogant people i was like oh fuck no Uh uh-uh no and so i hung up on him and i was half expecting a phone call like What'd you hang up on me for? He didn't even fucking bother. He knew I didn't care. Yeah. And well, well, that happened to me years ago at Bath and Body Works yeah. too. And I was, this guy was asking me questions and I didn't know exactly everything. And then he started like kind of making fun of me and getting down on me. And I finally oh. was like, I'm done helping you. Yeah. And he kept, no, no, come back, come back. And I went to my manager. I'm like, I'm not helping him. You can help him if you want to, but I'm not, I'm not going to be talked to you like that. Good. Fuck him. Good. And yeah. yeah. And I've even gotten worse. <clears throat> well, better. Yeah. This time has gone on. Right. Yeah, I'm not taking shit from people well, that don't know me, that don't know the situation. They're just out to get somebody because they're having because, a bad day. Well, what, I, what we're learning, what we're learning is that the average citizen out there in regular Joe America, regular, you know, small town America, is that people um, are bored, people feel entitled Mm-hmm. And people love taking out all their problems out on retail strangers. Yep. And I, you're right. And that's exactly what I mean about this show being about mental health is that when you hear me talking smack, I'm not talking about treating nice people this way. I'm talking about how do you stand up to yourself to psychic attack from sociopaths, from assholes who are smug arrogant rude and and they they think they're gonna school you and then and then they get like this like i remember like when i was at lowe's people like you know lowe's has gone so downhill man you know and if you look at like on google reviews for like lowe's home depot any of them they're all down in the 3.5 to 3.9 range yeah and i've learned why that is it's because you know, you could do perfect. Like when the first year I was at Lowe's, we did great. We were getting just knocking it out of the park. Everybody was there. Everybody was attentive. Everybody cared about their job. And we were a team effort. And it really worked like a well-oiled machine. As things kind of changed and people were moving away and all these transitions, what happened was is the morale went really down. Um, but then yeah. we were getting huge, huge gaps of coverage where we couldn't cover every department all the time. And so what would happen is some guy comes in, he's, <clears throat> he only comes in once or twice a year, and then he goes into the plumbing department, and guess what? The plumbing guy is already gone for the day. And so who, who helps him? Somebody mm-hmm. from another department. Yeah. And then they get pissed off because uh, quality has gone down. It's like, well, first of all, you have to understand, in retail – 
if we were real plumbers, we would be working as fucking plumbers. We wouldn't be working here. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is that people don't realize is that the reason why the quality goes down in places is because of how shitty they're treated. Morale is so low that nobody has, nobody's paid well enough and nobody feels, it feels like shit always rolls downhill. Your, your boss is on your ass the customers on your ass Mm -hmm. and and nobody sticks up for each other. And so at the end of the day, if morale's really low, you get to a point where uh, nothing can solve that. You're not going to, you know, I try my best to be at least diplomatic with these people because of my military training. Uh, I've just learned to be tough with people. Um, I'm not somebody who cries over this shit. I couldn't give a single fuck what you think of me, guy. I mean, you've seen, you've probably seen mm-hmm. how I've dealt with people yeah. at Lowe's. Like, I was like, like, they thought I was a manager. They're like, well, this guy doesn't fuck around. Like, because I'm a veteran. Like, I, who, you, you, ain't, mm-hmm. you ain't making me ain't, cry, yeah. fella. No. I've gotten pissed off and walked away. I remember this one guy, where are you going? To the break room. He's like, why? You're not done. I'm like, I'm done today. I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with you. Exactly. You know, and yeah. that's what I mean is that um, I care about, uh, you know, regular working people because I've been one of them. I've worked in retail. I've worked as a chef and a line cook for years and years. And so um, shit does roll downhill. And so when you finally get experienced enough in your life to want promotion in life, and nothing is there to promote you, you go, you know what? I just realized something. Something dawned on me. Nobody, ain't nobody going to fix this problem but me. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so at the end of the day, that's what I did is I quit my job and I started um, Briar Patch Productions, which was my uh, audio video company that went nowhere virtually. But at least I tried. At least I was starting. I was finally getting to the point where I realized that if I just kept the job like that in retail, that I was just going to stay miserable, especially at Lowe's, because by then, you know, we had had so many uh, people leave and great. We had so many good conscientious people in the beginning and they they just all went away. And then Lowe's went through this giant power structure change where they, they were getting rid of entire departments. They were uh, getting rid of all of these uh, lower managers and so, that. yeah, and then everybody had to fight for their job. Yeah. They had to interview for their job. <clears throat> My friend, that's why he ended up moving out to uh, Iowa, because he was working at Lowe's as a manager, uh, full-time, making pretty good money. And then when they decided that they weren't going to do that anymore, they weren't going to pay all these people, you know, uh, the morale went really, really low. And, uh, yeah, he's like, fuck. I might as well, well try to go back to my hometown. pull all this shit, and then they <clears throat> wonder why they can't keep good people, or why morale is low, or why yeah. why there's problems. And then yeah. just the, the higher-ups just don't... I, I don't think it's that they don't understand. They just don't care. Well, they, number I they think don't. they get to the point where they stop caring. Maybe yeah. they cared once upon a time. Maybe. Um, well, that's why I always say, like, thank goodness, Rebecca at least works with a handful of good people because it seems like your bosses at least kind of step up to bat for you. Yeah, for the most part. You know? Yeah, they do. <clears throat> it's not perfect, but it's no. certainly better than what I had. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to stay there if it wasn't that way. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I mean about uh, in this world, mental health has a lot to do with your sen- how you allow yourself to have a sense of humor. 
that when you get overly sensitive, um, not only does that mean that you're um, hypersensitive to uh, hyper aware, but you're also hyper emotional. And then, um, and then when you lack a sense of humor to laugh about it, then you just get really, really deep and dark and into that, and they can really bum you out. And so that's what I'm saying, you guys, is that the key to happiness in life is is to learn how to be tougher, really, you know. And there's no like magic trick to do that. Everybody's different, and so how do you do that? Um, <clears throat> the uh, other day. Uh, did I show that to you, that Sylvester Stallone video? Yes. Okay. You did. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, you guys, I fucking adore Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and Arnold. I just because I was always a workout guy and I loved action movies. Um, even though I was a sensitive, I I have that guy side too. And um, uh, the other day he was like walking around and he's like, you know, <laughs> he's like. You know, you guys, because he lives in Florida now, and he's like, you know, you, you got to have a thick skin like an alligator or a crocodile. You really do. You know, because you know how many people told me no? You know how many people told me no in the beginning? And if, you know, and, and I let that stuff get to me, man. I let that stuff get to me. But you know what? I just kept on punching, Rob. I just kept on punching. Keep getting up. Keep getting up. Every time I get knocked down, I get up. You know, it's not not quite that Vinny sounding, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. he was just talking yeah. about how um, you have to uh, have a thick skin in this world. And you can't teach that. You have to. It's It's something you either have or you don't have. And if you don't have it, you have to at least fake it. Because I don't, I don't have a thick skin. Yeah. No. Um, I've learned a thick skin. It's, get, I'm getting some calluses. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I have a thick skin now, but but naturally, I'm a very sensitive person because I'm a hyper aware person. I have I'm hyper energetically sensitive. Um, but I don't. But unlike like I'm not emotionally sensitive. I don't. Nobody can make me cry. Like go ahead, try try. It's not going to happen. You know. Well, and my thing that makes. <laughs> That makes me angry is when I get angry, I cry. <laughs> yeah, so especially people think with, I'm crying yeah. because I'm. Yeah, um, well, yeah, but it's because, because I'm it's, angry. You're you're and angry just, and you're frustrated. It's just emotion, well, and it just and I can't, comes out that I way. I can't tell you how I'm different, other than I can say that my depression comes off as anger and frustration, and then every nobody wants to give me a hug because I'm 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 a porcupine. <laughs> well mine does that too i you get know. really cranky with my depression sometimes yeah there's been some times in the last few weeks i just walk into work and i just feel like a raging bitch yeah and i'm so cranky <clears> and i, I just look at people and just want to punch them in the face and so yeah i get it the difference like, <laughs> between you and me is is i would have actually been fired by now <laughs> yeah right because i don't give a single fuck yeah. well mm-hmm. and i'm a big guy i'm an experienced guy and see that's what i mean is like this show is about empaths. This show is about empowering uh, hypersensitives and and introverts and anybody who doesn't feel good enough, everybody who feels too shy. Um, that's what this is all about is I'm trying to get people to uh, shake it off, you know, like the old uh, Taylor Swift song, shake it off. <laughs> Isn't that right. a song? I think that's have, a song. Yes, it is. I'm not going to have it in my head the rest of the day. But night, it's the but truth, yeah. though. It, it is. really is mm-hmm. the truth because, you know, at the end of the day, Human beings are fucking crazy, y'all, right? Yes, they are. And so that's what I'm trying to teach you guys is that when I talk about, when I get into a mood and I and I go on a rant, 
I'm here to teach you that you cannot let other people dictate your worth. You cannot let other people dictate your moods. And you cannot let other people push you around. And, and so it's okay that, you know, like Rebecca, she has a natural response to being pissed. She cries. When I get pissed, I punch shit. And that's why yeah. I have to watch myself because yeah. remember? Yeah. Back in the day? Yeah. I've punched I've broken a few things and I'm mm-hmm. very ashamed of that. I don't I don't like that. I, I'm not a violent person at all. Like um but I would rather punch an inanimate object and get it off my chest than end up hurting someone or hurting myself. Um, but I, even that was too much. Like the, I think the last straw for me is when I accidentally broke this uh, this bookcase right here. <laughs> I broke mm-hmm. the glass by yeah. accident. Yeah. I was kicking. I was kicking, trying to shoo something out of the way, and I I didn't break it intentionally, but I kicked it and it broke. Well, and then the, the stupid thing about it was that <clears throat> it put a crack in the glass. So we tried to take the glass out by literally pounding on it with a hammer, and we couldn't break it. <laughs> it took like freaking an hour to get yeah. the pieces out because we literally could not break it with yeah. a hammer so well and so the anyway. point yeah no no <laughs> the point is though you guys is that we all deal with our emotions differently and um i'm a big strong guy but i'm also really uh, sensitive on the inside in terms of uh like especially with this this is my baby i cradle my baby so you guys are you know, vicariously, my my baby, I, I want to cradle you and comfort you and make you feel like you're getting something good from this show. Um, but I also get into bad moods and I also have depression and anxiety. I get impatient. I want success. I want to build. I want to grow. And when it's not, um, sometimes I feel, you know, like, like I said, at the end of this troubleshooting today, I was like, Chipotle didn't work. The recording didn't work. I don't think this is going to work out. Like, I literally gave I up. Know. Like, yeah. I, And then I was like, okay, Brian, no. And you restart and you reset. You take, you know, whenever something isn't working, walk away. That's my best advice is walk away. 10, 15 minutes, walk away. Grab yourself some coffee. Go outside. Have a cigarette if you smoke. Get some fresh air. Do whatever you have to do, but then restart. And then a lot of times when you can't figure out a problem, you know, I used to do that a lot at work. I used to do that a lot in home with homework. If I couldn't figure something out, I'd go outside, get some fresh air, uh, and then come back in uh, entirely in a different frame of mind. And then you start over. And then yeah. usually it goes. You know, yeah. and that's that's why this show is cumulative. Like if you just came in and heard one episode where I'm in a bad mood, you're gonna be like, "Geez, uh, you have to know me as a person since the beginning to see." context so that you understand oh oh he's talking about because he's insensitive and so how do we fight psychic attack from psychic vampires how do we deal with people in the world who just aren't going to become incorrect because that's what i mean you guys is it's never going to go away it just never is and so we're always going to have to live with trump supporters we're always going to have to live with turds and assholes and idiots and we try man we try so very hard to see everybody as a you know, a good person, a sentient human being that deserves rights like everyone, you know. But at the end of the day, when you see the way people think and the way people t- act out there, you realize that they're, you know, that's what I've learned. That human beings are fucking miserable. And miserable human beings cannot be consoled. 
And so what do they do? They go get out of their miserable house, they get into their miserable car, they drive down the miserable road, and they get to their miserable store, they park in their miserable parking spot, and they walk their miserable ass into their miserable grocery store and take it out on all the poor miserable slums that have to work at the grocery store. That, yes. And and by true. the time they get to you, and maybe they're, you know, and that's the thing, is like, some of them are just miserable assholes. But some of them just might be having a bad day, and you never know what what it is. Well, and that happened a couple of weeks ago with this lady that was just going off on me about <clears> something. <throat> I, Of course, it was the ID with a money order. Oh, thing. I remember this one, yeah. And she was getting all pissy at me, and I was giving it to her right back. And then she ended, she, I said something to her like, well, try working here or <clears> something. And the unspoken part was dealing with people like <clears> you, and you could see her kind of step back, and then she, like, apologized, and she mm-hmm. like, trying to totally change her tone because I called yeah. her on it, and she realized that she was, she was taking out whatever was going on with her yeah. on me. Well, and yeah. it actually, every once <clears> in a while, people will be like, oh, wait, maybe I'm every, a dick here. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of times that will strengthen a friendship or strengthen a bond or in that moment because – some people you're never going to get through to. They're just not self-aware enough or they're just too cranky or whatever. But every once in a while, yeah, you'll have that one that, ah, the light goes on and but you have honestly, that bonding moment. Yeah, but honestly, at that point, I was just too pissed and I was just curt with the rest of the transaction because <laughs> I was I was done. I don't care what your reasons are. Yeah. You treated me like that. No. Well, no, no, Sorry. because there and, is no excuse and for sometimes that. Sometimes an apology is okay, and sometimes it's a little too late. But well, and that's the thing that I was, I, you know, and I say this with all honesty. I cannot think of one time, except for with my wife, that I've ever started a fight. Now I've started a fight with you because it's like it's easy with the person you love most because you're comfortable with that person. But out in society, yeah. I've never started a fight. Anytime I've ended a friendship. It's because of something they did. I've never said anything rude to my friends. And so that's the thing that I'm trying to teach you guys is inner strength. Because oftentimes, every relationship that's gone south in my life has been because of something they did. And you grow so tired of inconsistent people. You grow so tired of self-indulgent, self-entitled people. You grow so tired of all the attitudes and the selfishness. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it really... It never, it, you know, it never gets, you never get over it. You don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we all, de- like I said, we all demand validation. We all demand respect. And so at the end of the day, when people aren't coming correct, it's like, nope, fuck you. Yeah. They become uh, yeah. Marissa Tomei and uh, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> She's like, do you know him? No. <laughs> like, would you answer the question? No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, you know, and that's the, that's what this entire show is about. I know I keep saying that, but um, I want people who aren't good at standing up for themselves to learn to grow a backbone. There's an old Chris Cornell song. Uh, you got to have a backbone to live in this world, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that song. I know. Oh, wow, we, wow, wow. (laughs) Get up. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, Yeah, because, you know, the thing of it is, is that um, there's an old saying that um, the meek shall inherit the earth. And uh, I'm not a religious person. You guys know that. But I was a Christian for a long time. And uh, there's a lot of wisdom in, you know, the Bible. There's a lot of wisdom and fables that have good uh, moral lessons. And I still value that. But the whole thing, this 
the meek will shall inherit the earth. No, no, they shall not. I mean, if idiocracy taught us anything is that the president will become the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the planet. Uh, the, the strong inherit the earth. They really do. And so that doesn't mean that we should be narcissistic sociopaths or be predators. It just means that when you have value to stand up for. And so, like, that's why sometimes, like, when I'm looking at, like, um, you know, like, social media now, you guys. I'm trying so hard to go on social media and, like, be there for you guys um, and you know, the, the fortunately, fortunately, you guys message me directly, and I'm able to talk to you directly. And thank goodness for that. But when I'm out there trying to network with people, and you're just going through, and you're streaming, and you want to participate, and then you go on these that thing on Facebook and Instagram called Reels. Mm-hmm. All it is is like TikTok sluts bouncing their boobies, and while I like boobies as much as the next person, um, I you know, listen, I am not a prude. I follow these girls sometimes if they follow me. Like if they are following me, I'll I'll give a follow back. I don't care. You know, you're wearing your panties, whatever. And like I have a sexuality. Like yeah, yeah, you're cute. You know, whatever. Um, and but like for me, it gets old because I feel like they're making thousands of followers based on the fact that they're cute. <clears throat> where it takes me a year to get the same amount of followers that it gets them in three days. <clears throat> because of my content. And so I guess I'm just tired of like, I honestly feel like on the one hand, if you're a model and that's what you do, okay, well, I guess that's how they empower themselves. But it's hard to see that way. I see it as they're exploiting themselves. And I want women because I'm not a prude. I don't care about nudity. I don't care about a little bit of sexuality within reason. Um, it doesn't have to be vulgar. Um, I have a very healthy sexuality in the sense that, yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not, and I'm not ashamed of others having it too. Um, I, I, I've, I've talked about, you know, hey, ladies, put your vaginas away on, on social media because I don't think it's the time and place, you know. And so it's not that I'm coming from a place of being approved, but I don't know. Maybe we're just a different generation. Back in the day when women exploited themselves like that, that was not empowerment. And yet today, I guess they women feel empowered by that. What do you think? Yeah. I well, yeah, I think because things have changed a lot that in some ways it can be. Yeah. And that's a good thing. <clears throat> but sometimes it's just taken a little to the extreme. Yeah. Well and like when if, that's all there is to somebody or Well that's kind yeah. of my problem is that I don't mind if it's like like the other day, uh Elizabeth Banks uh I've always had a thing for her. She's adorable <clears throat> and she's older and she's still adorable. Um, but she's, she's, she's very, you know, she's a celebrity. She's rich and famous, you know, and she's starting a new podcast. Of course, it's going to do better than mine. She's already famous. She's got built in audience, you know. Um, but the point I'm making is that, um, every once in a while, celebrities post things that I'm like, oh, cool. You know, she posted a picture of herself in a bikini. Now it was a very tasteful bikini. Um, and she does not have a perfect body like she did when she was 29, um, but she still looked really good, but not in that, you know, kind of, you know, like knee jerk guys are stammering over themselves kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, my point is, is that um, it was a very tasteful photo 
and she looked damn good, and you go, girl, is the point. Because I always, I love women. I love female energy. I love women, women's empowerment. So I love anything that empowers women because that's what I love and that's what I believe in, you know. Um, But I guess we just have different definitions of what's empowering because I just don't see how you showing me your beaver uh, is getting anything done. Like, yes, you turn me on. It's not, like I said, it is not hard to get a man to be turned on. It's just the easiest thing in the world. And that's not you. That is not how you earn a man's respect. Now, that being said, I like, I like a triple threat when a woman is smart and funny and can turn you on. Then you're like, ah, now we're on to something. So it's not about, I don't want women to become prudes. I don't want women to not express their sexuality. If that's a part of who they are and that somehow allows them to allow their freedom flag to fly, then that should be a part of who they are. Then fine. You know, like, so I'm not saying like, I want women to like, tone themselves down on my account i just mean i I just i i come from an older era where that was not empowerment that was uh taking letting society dictate your worth based on your physical outer beauty not by your character you know yeah so and yeah i can definitely see both both sides but it there's definitely a little bit there's too much out there right now well like um i follow uh millie bobby brown and uh, she's a cute kid, you know, um, but she was going through a phase where she was like, you know, 15 going on 30 and she was dressing way too sexy for my taste. And I'm like, I mean, she looks cute and all, but no, man, no jailbait, go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not because because men should be able to handle themselves in all situations. Yeah. If you know a, a person's underage, off limits, the end. It's not that hard. Um yeah. But for me, it was more of a matter of I was afraid that she was going to go full Lindsay Lohan or something or mm-hmm. full Britney. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, Britney, not Britney now, but Britney, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years mm-hmm. ago when she lost her shit there for a while. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so it was really refreshing to see her. Uh, I was just scrolling and I saw a picture of, uh, it was Millie Bobby Brown and, uh, she was just sitting at a outdoor cafe or something eating a, uh, burger and she's like you know i hate when the tomato makes your burger soggy and it was like so (laughs) normal yeah i like that kind of stuff because it tells me that there's a real person she has a little soul in there it's not just glamour girl it's not just rich kid it's not just diva there's a real kid in there and when when you're 15 16 17 18 years old i want you to act your age don't act 30 i don't know act your age yeah. have fun mm-hmm. enjoy this life you know act your age when it's your time uh youth is wasted on the young you know and they're always we're always clamoring to be an adult when um when we're little kids and then and then if we when we're little kids we didn't get a chance to enjoy you know being silly yeah. Yep. And so that's what I love about this age, being my age now, is um, I am a full-grown adult. And, yes, sometimes I want to be validated like a full-grown man, especially a full-grown man that's a veteran, a former ENT, a former chef. Um, I've done some kick-ass shit. And so, like, I just want to be – I want people not to fear me 
not to be intimidated. I want to be approachable, but I want people to feel like when they look at me, they're seeing somebody that is a force to be reckoned with, that don't second guess this person, don't fuck me over, you know. And, um, you know, and there's just some people that have that commanding authority, their body language, the way they dress, and that's what I'm trying to do. But then oftentimes, because of the way I look, you know, I don't look like Brad Pitt, because if I, when I'm trying to be Brad Pitt and sexy, I come off like weird and goofy. <laughs> um, and when I'm trying to be only mildly intimidating, I come off very intimidating, because I have a very big face and you know you i mean you know i do <laughs> but so in other words when i'm just trying to be mildly threatening i come off very threatening so I'm like hmm i'm gonna have to watch that <laughs> um but yeah no but but that's what i mean about like you know we're talking about mental health um uh, you know I really want this show to do well and I want to be able to start earning a small income from that. And so uh, I am going to be setting up a Patreon page so you guys can pledge some money for that. And I will let you know when it's live. Um, I'm also going to be uh, expanding this to the YouTube universe. So I'm not going to do all of my podcasts like Joe Rogan style where he videotapes them, but I will do some where I'll videotape and, uh, and then I'm going to put some of my shows there and that's just to expand my audience. And because I want my audience to see the real me, all they've seen so far is that very passionate, very serious person. And I want people to see the silly side, the fun side, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Um, it, Talking about mental health. Um, so, you guys, it's like Christmas time, and we're nearly broke, and I have to wait for payday uh, to get my wife a, a present, you know? Um, and um, and I'm not ashamed of that. It's just that you, year after year after year of being broke, because even when I was working, we were broke. And it's just, oh, I'm so tired yeah. of being broke. Yeah. Um, and I'm not ashamed, and I'm not afraid to work for it. And so here I am. I'm looking for this part-time work. And I've been shot down by every single person that I applied for this week. And, yeah, sometimes it's like, okay, you know, maybe you missed the deadline window or something like that. But this one sent me a thing that I was underqualified. And you you saw how I got. (laughs) I was like, motherfucker, how could anybody be more qualified than me? I'm 187 years old, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's not about ego. That's the thing I'm trying to tell you guys is like, dude, I'm 40, 47 years old. I've been working since I was 13. First, it was a paper route. And then I worked at uh, McDonald's when I was 16. Um, I was a grill trainer at 16. I was training. I was a trainer. And then uh, I worked and then I got into like restaurant work and, you know, uh, but the point is, is that I've been working my full head off my whole life. And that's why I got a little bent out of shape when my friend was like, what else are you doing besides the podcast? Uh, none of your fucking business, first of all. But secondly, like, when are we allowed to finally say, you know, I've been working so much for so long that I'm finally trying to figure out what's right for me. That's what this is. This is my passion project. This is not a vanity project. I don't have any vanity. This is not an ego project because I don't have enough ego to begin with. I have to borrow some from other people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I got really upset. And 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 um, do you think? I mean, how how would you have felt? I know, I know I overreacted. Well, uh, 
I would felt the same way, and that's just, and it's just a canned response. It has nothing to do with yeah. you. No, I know it's their way. I of knew saying, that going in. Yeah, but but, but yeah, it's <clears> happened to me. Like market of choice and fucking Marshalls. Like yeah. oh, I'm not qualified to work at Marshalls. Okay, yeah, it's insulting. Yeah, it's it is. fucking insulting. Yeah. And that's all I was trying to say is that when you're 47 and you've been a professional and you've been a soldier. And you've been a part of uh, the Gulf War effort, and you have a a, a, a medal for participating in the Gulf War, and you've yeah. gone airborne and air assault trained, and you have medical training, and you've worked as a phlebotomist, and you've worked as a massage therapist, and you've worked as... And I'm not saying this with ego, you guys, but then I've worked as, you know, all these EMT work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on the, down the line... The point is, is that you start picking up everything. You understand how cash registers work. You understand how computers work. Yes. Do you have Excel experience? Yes. Do you have, you know, like, do you know how to do this, this, and this? Yes, of course. Who the fuck doesn't know how to do those things? You know, and so while I give full credit to young people for being very proficient in technology, in fact, they probably pick it up faster than me, but I wouldn't say they necessarily pick it up better than me. Does that make sense? Because... I'm asking, why does it work this way? Whereas they're just like, I don't know, you just do this. You just this, 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 and this, and then you do this. Why? <laughs> you know, for me, I'm like, well, how, why does it work this way? Because once I figure out why something works a certain way, it allows my brain to, like, latch on to the logic of it. And then I can, from that, I can, uh, uh, what's the word? I can, um, I can, uh, then predict what, what's going to come from that. You know what I mean? Based on, what you know. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, that's why I'm doing this today. And, you know, and I know, babe, you know, I feel so bad that you have to go out into that, you know, because I, and now that's what, part of the reason I, I, we need the extra money. I know this and, uh, I have no problem doing it. I have no problem working hard. Um, that's just the story of my life, but, it's a matter of dealing with so many insane and ridiculous people now that I'm afraid I'm going to knock these motherfuckers out and end up in fucking jail and you're going to get a phone call from my ass, you know? And it's not because I have, like, a violent streak. I'm not a violent person. But how many fucking hundreds of times can you be devalued and and treated like shit by complete fucking strangers, you know? it's I'm sensitive to that, and I know... Most nine times out of ten, I've never hit anyone, so I'm just I'm just t- ranting. But but I do get very upset, and I have had a couple of encounters where people were trying to you know fight me, and uh, I was like, oh really? Okay. And I took off my badge and said, okay, motherfucker, let's go. And they're like, oh shit, you know. And it's like I don't want to be that kind of person, but. When you're dealing, you know, that's part of the reason why, like, um, there's a part of me that feels better up here in the Pacific Northwest because I think there's less douchebags than California. No offense yeah. to California. I love it there. No. Um, but are. pound for pound, there's fewer douchebags here. Um, but I would say that there's more um, polite and kind people down there. Does that make sense? Like, there's more douchebags down there. Pound per capita. Uh, but there's more people here that are like, you know, indoorsy. They stay in their own lane. They, they mind their own business. Yeah. Um, that being said, I do feel that people here are a little bit crustier. You they can, are. you run and in, I think, well, yeah. And so explain it, that. 
I think part of it with California, especially where we were, a lot of it is an act. Because right. everybody's Keeping trying up to keep up with the Joneses right. and act like they're rich. And, mm-hmm. oh, we're living the slow life. And, oh, this and that. And yeah. you feel like you have to do that. And if you're someone that's that's depressed or having a hard time, people look down on you. So yeah. a lot of it is an act. And up here, it's a lot of shitty jobs, shitty weather. Yeah. And it wears down on it you. And gets I can me see so down. As, and I can only imagine having lived here your whole life and just that's all you know yeah that it would wear on you well it would affect your personality and the funny thing is is um in some ways i feel like people up here are tougher and then in some ways i feel like they're weaker and the reason why that is is that i feel like the older generations here are tougher but the newer generations here are weaker in the sense that uh, they're indoorsy they don't go outside a lot so they have, you know, they're basically learn. What do you do indoors? You play video games. But that's you know? also a good thing because I think newer generations are more in touch with their their feelings. I agree. And, no, I agree. And yeah, the older generations have just tough it out, and it's even more extreme up in an area like this. Well, and that's what I was trying to say on the last episode is that um, I'm glad conservatives have a good work ethic, but remember to know where the line is between being a hard worker and being a a chump allowing your job to exploit you and not understanding that that exploitation mechanism that's always there always yeah you know like they 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 it's like they think they're going to earn a medal at the end yeah. like for perfect attendance like they're not and maybe in the old days things like that would happen but not way the economy people is don't now. treat each other that way yeah well that's now, a, it doesn't work that way well and that's what i'm trying to say is like um have integrity work hard um but also, know, know when you're putting your eggs in the wrong basket. Because when you put all this effort into jobs and people that don't care and don't reward or value that, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm glad you're proud of yourself, and you should be. Um, but that's where I feel like conservatives are getting it wrong. Is like, yeah, we should have um, more opportunities and better jobs. Um, but their mentality is, well, those who work hardest uh, win. And it's like, not really, not anymore. Uh, you know, yeah. it seems like those who kiss ass the most win, mm-hmm. not the ones who work the hardest. Yeah. And so that's when I started giving up working hard at Lowe's, for example, when I was realizing that humping and busting my back every day, loading all these heavy materials wasn't getting me any closer to management or a raise. And I was like, God, man, it's not, and I don't expect instant gratification. I'm willing to take the long road to work for it. But at the end of the day, um, if my hard work better pay off in some fucking way, you better notice that. Yeah. And when they don't care and they don't notice, it's like, and their only reason, the only reason you have to, to, to behave yourself and to keep your job and to keep your head down and to do your job without causing problems is that you'll get fired. Well, that's always enough. There's days when I was hoping I'd get fired. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I'd go the whole day talking shit, hoping <laughs> they'd fire me. And when I did, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and But you know what it did? It, it, it recalibrated how people treated me because, yeah. you know, they thought, oh, I thought he was just some quiet sucker. And then when they realized that you could be tough, they're like, oh, okay. You know, and that's the thing is like. That's what I'm trying to, see, to show you guys is that yes, you guys, there is. I have a very sensitive, very earnest, very practical, and very caring and kind side to me. That's who I really am. 
But I also have a very, very cranky, moody, and downright aggressive side that I learned in the military. And that's the side I've had to sometimes learn to put up, uh, especially up here, when you're dealing with all these like um, Trump supporter yahoos and these hyper gruff, hyper serious weirdos. It's like, good God, man. They're so charmless. Like, like that's the one thing I've learned. Like, there's just as many assholes here as down there, but they're different types. Yeah. Down there, mm-hmm. they're like douchebags. The wannabe rich kids, right? Yeah. Up here, it's those rough, gruff, charmless hillbilly types mm-hmm. that have no charisma at all. And I don't mind good old boys and cowboys. Hell, my friend uh, Evan is a good old boy. So don't don't think I'm lumping y'all into the one category. There's some really nice, cool, uh, what I call good old boys out there. But these particular types of people, it's just no charisma at all. Yeah. They're yep. charmless. They look like they beat their wife. They every day. Most of them probably do. That's what it looks like. You can like. tell. They look you like can tweakers. tell the way that they interact with they each other. They look like alcoholics yeah. and tweakers. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Low class. A lot of it is. Yeah. But. but, well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, and that's the, like, moving up here. Well, it was, that was down there, too. Yeah, it was. So. It was. There was tweakers down there, too. Yeah. And dumbass hillbilly types. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's it's airware. It's airware. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's a, that was a good hour. That's solid. I feel like we really were able to get a lot off our chest, and that's really what I wanted to show. Is I wanted to show another side to us. I want our audience to see who we really are. Um, and uh, sorry for calling y'all pussies. I'm a pussy too. Sometimes we get so <laughs> in our own heads, you guys. You know, and that we can become that way. We do. And, and I was testing. just teasing, so don't, oh, please. No. I was just going to say the whole mental health thing, especially this time of year, <clears throat> it's it's hard for a lot of people. And yeah, a lot of is. people are going through a lot of things. It is. And that's why I don't want to pile on because I love my audience. And I, I really feel like if I connect with the right audience out there, they're going to start to see how much I really do care. Um, it's just that sometimes, you know, I know this is going to sound cliche and maybe this is cringy, but... You know, you've heard the old saying, um, let the boys be boys. I know that's not to, that is not to apologize for toxic masculinity. No, we're not saying let's be apologists for toxic masculinity. Fuck no. All I'm saying is, though, is that sometimes, though, guys got to get it off their chest and be boys. You know, talk a little smack, have a few beers, have a few smokes, Watch a little football, do something rough and gruff. And when they get that off their chest, then, you know, they're housebroken. They can come inside and sit in chairs like real people and eat with utensils and everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Because women has that. Women have that, too. Absolutely. So let the boys be boys it should also apply to women. Let the girls be girls. And so I like it sometimes. Or when- mix it up. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean about people be people. Yes, I love when people can let their freedom, I call it, let their freak flag fly. That doesn't mean be a freak. I mean, a little bit, you know, within reason. (laughs) Depends on how freaky, you know. But yeah, let your freedom flag fly. Because I think the problem is, is that corporate America and uh, just the prevailing attitudes in our society make us all feel like we're supposed to be scared shitless to exist 
And we're all supposed to know that's, our place. Yeah, that's what they want it to be. It's like, yeah. fuck you, guy. Yeah. I, I'll never know my place. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and if I find my place, I'll forget it and find a new one. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Because it's about empowering yourself. Uh, we're passionate and we, we, we're caring and we're loving people. And uh, when put in the best of circumstances, um, we are the best of the best. Like the Flash. The best of the best, you know, and when you're put in bad circumstances, um, you know, for the most part, you know, you keep your mouth shut, you, um, you know, try to behave, you try to stay in your lane, you try not to uh, make waves and whatnot. But over time, what you start to realize is we're not just talking about a a corporate oligarchy system where you have no rights. What we're finding is that they really are angered by the fact that we're allowed to be free. Yeah. And we're and not allowed to speak our piece about it. That's like with everything else. You have to be able to try to find a balance of it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can find a balance <clears throat> of working within this corporate nonsense. Yeah. But then I also have purple hair and wear purple lipstick. Oh, man, I wish wearing lipstick. <laughs> she wears a mask every day now. <laughs> so she can't wear a mask. Well, she wears it, but nobody Sometimes sees I it. I wear it underneath. But yeah. And I'm lucky, and well, I don't want to say I'm lucky to have an employer that allows that because fuck that. They should allow that. They should all allow it. So let people be who they yeah, are. And yeah. that's why I can appreciate But that's because when, you know, that was the one thing that we were talking about, you guys, that in California, you expect that California would be more open minded than rural Oregon. But no, no. here people lo- allow tattoos. People don't care what your sexuality is. Uh, people allow purple and unnaturally colored hair, uh, nose rings, etc. Way more than down there because yeah. even though I feel like down there probably is less, um, it feels less oppressive because there's more people with money and opportunity there. But because of that, it is more oppressive because to the, the working class people, people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because right. the upper class people are in charge of everything and they yeah. kind of set the tone. Well, oh, that's not allowed. That's. That's right. natural. That's, so, yeah, it is weird in that aspect that yeah. it's kind of the opposite up here when you'd think it would be the other way around. Yeah. It's just weird. It's it is. Just, it's been so interesting well, being down there and moving diff- up here, it's going different. back for vacations Well, and that's and what's things. cool about going down there like we did in October is that we were able to see firsthand how it's changed or how it stays the same. I remember. And just those little differences. Yeah, one vacation, we couldn't wait to come back. Right. You just have one of those times where every time we drive, you'd get in some, somebody would, somebody would try, try to run to me off the road or something. Yeah. Or whatever. And we were just fed up by the time, by right. the time the week and a half. Right. Was gone, so. Yeah. No, we it, didn't have yeah. that at all this time. No, it felt very it pleasant. Really yeah. And that's what I mean is that at the end of the day, like, I don't care if people are black or white or Latino or Asian or whatever. Why would I care about that? Um, I had friends in culinary school that uh, were Filipino and uh, Chinese and black and everything else. It, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. We all got along fantastically. And I was mm-hmm. I was a big cut up. Everybody loved me. I was that big, strong, uh, funny guy. <laughs> and I still am. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm trying to teach people um, now that political differences shouldn't matter. Yeah, I get frustrated sometimes with the brashness of my Trump supporting friends because sometimes they it feels like they lack um, they lack feeling but but then when you see like Craig for example the way he treats his kids at home you realize that that's just a show yeah that's just a show he puts on for, for and the some of them it is for the for some the microphone them, yeah. or the camera if yeah. you will yeah 
you know. Anyway, but yeah, is there anything else? I feel like that was a actually quite quite a good show. I think I yeah. I mean, we were just talking about <clears throat> feelings and how things are going, and just just yeah. everybody out there, just realize if you're having a hard time this time of year, is a hard time for a lot of people for for different reasons. It is, and yeah. allow yourself to feel it and get through it, but don't get mired in it. If you can help it. That's a good way of exactly putting it. Don't what, get mired in it. Don't set up, don't camp, set up there. camp there. Yeah. yeah. Make it a day it trip. Hard. Don't make it a week trip. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to learn is that when I'm, I don't know, I, you know, cause people will tell you, don't get sad. Don't get anxious. Don't, don't, don't. And then repress it, repress it. No, that's a bad no, idea because worse. you yeah. bottle it, you bottle well, it up. The thing that helped me. And I know I talked about it at the beginning, <clears> but was finding out. A lot of it's related to my migraines. It's been how many decades and I've never put two and two together. Yeah. And now, well, now to to tell the story about my migraine medication. Yeah. Because, Go ahead. Yeah. So I was, I, I've tried a couple different migraine preventative shots. Nothing worked. I finally was prescribed one in, I believe, August. It actually worked. It was cutting down on my migraine so much. And then the insurance company decided to deny it. Yeah. So I went back to 15, 20 migraines a month. And I just found out last week that they approved it again. Talked to them. They're sending it out. I'm going to get it Friday. Yeah. But that helped my mental health so much. Mm-hmm. Just know, cause I was so down. I was so... It made me so depressed that I'd finally found something that, that was worked, working, yeah. And it was improving my quality mm-hmm. of life. It was improving everything. And then to have this... And how it always boils down to some corporate decision made by robots. Because the right person didn't prescribe it or you didn't get the right amount of migraines. Well, I hope I get mine too soon too because I was denied too. And then I asked why because my wife was approved of the same medication because we both get chronic migraines. And I think that has a lot to do with the weather change up here. Just having grown up in our whole life in sunny weather. Um, Mm -hmm. When the weather changes here, we're just very susceptible to that. And the barometric pressure changes seem to really affect my headaches. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm like, it was working for her. And so I'm like, well, I should try that too. And, and then, yeah. and then all of a sudden I got denied. I'm like, how could I have been denied when we, and she says, well, your wife said that she got 15 or more. You said, you said 10. I said, well, a, I didn't say any at all. You I didn't, say nobody asked me a number yeah. and B, whatever the number's got to be, make it that number. Yeah, Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. I know. You know, just well, if something works, then let it, let somebody try it. Yeah. You but, know? Yeah. Just finding that out took <clears> such a weight off and just realizing there was a connection between my moods and my migraines. It kind of helped me mm-hmm. get out of that funk a little bit, like realizing, oh, maybe this is because migraines coming or because yeah. that is happening. And it helped me. Well, now you can help me try to get it too, yes. because um, I wonder if they're working on mine now because yeah, it should be. I, said, I would think so. Yeah. Was, so. Well, but yes. that's the thing is you always have to keep on them because you never know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm really glad for that, babe. Yeah. And I didn't realize that was weighing on you so much. It was. It was so badly. Be- I was so. <clears throat> yeah. I would, I would talk to coworkers about it that I would just well, come into work some days and just be so down because I had a headache and I felt like shit and knew mm-hmm. there was something that could prevent it. And yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's why I always ask you how you're feeling. And when you say you're not feeling great. I always try to assess what is the thing that's, you know, bothering you the most. Because, see, that's the thing, you guys, is that at the end of the day, we're always going to have bad days, bad moods, depression spells, um, bouts of anxiety, whatever. 
Um, and that's normal, and you should not be ashamed of that. But the reason why I assess to my wife, what is it that's bothering you the most, is because oftentimes you don't know what it is that's bothering you most, and the thing yeah. that you think is bothering you most might not Maybe be the thing, it? it's something else. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what's bothering me the most this week, honestly, you want to know the real truth? Yeah. Is feeling like I've gone too far and that I've alienated my audience by, you know, just being too much myself. I'm afraid I'm going to be too much myself and I'm going to alienate my more sensitive audience. And since this whole show is geared towards sensitives, I'm afraid I've said too much or done too much to get them to lose um, sight of who I really am. But, I mean... It bugs me because I really do care and you know that I do. I know you do. It it really bothers me. But I know... The whole thing that we've said a million times, those who matter don't mind and the ones who mind don't matter and yeah. it's absolutely true and there's well, so many people in this world and well and that's the thing i try to teach myself <clears throat> you know because we have this friend named idris and she's like you're doing hi idris, hi, idris. <laughs> we love you <ya>. laura, <laughs> <And> laura. <laughs> ken um bran <laughs> anyway that's our that's our uh surviving empathy family from oklahoma yeah we love them dearly um, but we've gotten so close to them through this podcast, and uh, that's what I'm. Why I'm trying to build up an empath tribe. In fact, when I start doing my Patreon, I'm going to create an empath tribe, and you can donate X amount of dollars and be in different tiers of an actual empath tribe. And I'm going to try to have newsletters. I'm going to try to do all these things. I'm going to make videos on YouTube. I'm trying to make it this great big thing where I can really, really be myself and give. With people and be yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, because, yeah, I think at the end of the day, really what bothers me is the duality in me. I have such an earnest and kind heart, but I'm also such a fucking smartass, and I'm afraid I don't know how to balance that always. And so I'm, I'm either coming off to, to this or to that, and I'm, I'm really afraid to alienate my more sensitive audience because I really do care. And I want them to see that um, you can be a silly heart and still be – deadly serious that you can be stupid and dumb sometimes and yet still be intelligent that you can you know because i think everybody nowadays is convinced by you know either social media or by society or by the media that that we have to be serious all the time that we have to play our cards straight all the time that we can never color outside of the lines and i you know, and that's the thing. If I don't get a job because I'm being too much myself, I never feel bad because I'm proud of being who I am. I work mm-hmm. my ass off to get to this point, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So I, that's what I want is I want to work hard for you. I want to work hard for my audience. And I know sometimes it doesn't seem that way. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't know how to show them my earnestness without coming off, um, I don't know, cheesy, corny, Whatever. A little bit of cheese is okay. Well, yeah, it's a good kind of yep, cheese. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's that was a great session. Thank you so much, babe, for just coming on. You know, it's just I was so frustrated after the recording gear wasn't going. I was like, we're never going to get this shit to work. And then all I did was mm-hmm. reset and restart everything, and it worked. And so, yeah, I, I should have known better. That's it. what I did in the uh, when I was at the if radio you station. Turned it off and turned it back on. Not always. <laughs> did you try? Did you try turning it off and then back on again? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much, babe, for being here with us, and uh, thank you guys for being a part of my empath tribe. I really do care, you guys. I care too much. I stay up nights worrying that uh, you know I've I've gone too far. Oh, see, in the pursuit of uh, being bigger and bolder, I I got too big and I got too bold, and I said something 
that I shouldn't have said. And I um, took her collar off and she's eating it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she sure is. <laughs> sorry. I can't believe you did that in the middle of the show. I'm so sorry. She does that. She gets distracted. Well, I she, thought she was eating something that she wasn't supposed to have. And well, I she just, ripped her collar yeah. off and now she's licking it. From- <laughs> yeah. Anyways, not in the anyway. middle of the show. We're almost about to sign off. We're real, remember? Oh, I know. We're real, but good gravy. <laughs> Oh, well, see, that's exactly it also is that I'm always afraid, like, if I get too light, that um, I'm going to be, like I've said, like, I don't want to be that podcast that's just an excuse to drink beer. Oh, no. But I want it to be light and I want Mm -hmm. it to be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also want it to be helpful and useful, too. I want this to be a tool for people. But I guess I'm just trying to ride that, that balance that, you know, like the last episode was all about balance. Um, but yeah, and that's, that's where, like, at the end of the day, what keeps me going and doing this is the fact that it, there has been slow progress and growth in my numbers, in my quality. I'm always trying to improve the show. I'm trying to improve sound quality and I do care. And so long as I continue to have a show, I will continue to improve myself and improve the show and the sound quality and the content for you guys. Um, it's hard to say in words how much I care. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you do get butt hurt. And sometimes you just want a place to, um, be able to get it off your chest, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But, balance. Like you everything. Know. I say it all the time. <clears throat> it's just balance. Well. Trying to find the right balance. That's the thing I've learned about people nowadays is that some people are so one way or the other that I'm just too meta. I'm too self-aware. I'm always like, oh. <clears throat> we're acting serious now. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm serious now. <laughs> you know, like I just can't do that. And like, that's why when I go to like uh, job interviews or something, um, I just try to be myself and sometimes it goes great. And sometimes it doesn't, but it's always like if you, if you're too much yourself, then they don't think you're serious enough. So then you're like, well, okay. I was too much myself. They saw too much of my joviality. So I'm going to tone that down and be more serious so they can see that I'm a real intellectual thinker. And then I'll go in the next time and try that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, well, I think, you know, oh. and then I don't get that job. I'm like, ah, what the fuck? And so it's like, yeah. I feel like you're always trying to modify yourself to please people. And then at the end of the day, you haven't pleased yourself and nobody's mm-hmm. happy then because yeah. you haven't pleased yourself and you're not being yourself. And so that's the thing is like, I'm so tired of having to change myself and modify myself for others even though i do care i very very much care Mm -hmm. i care about the show i also care about jobs when i'm interviewing but at the end of the day it rejection sucks man i -hmm. hate rejection i hate rejection by my audience i hate rejection by employers and um and so that's what i've taught myself is this and this is what i'll leave you guys with is that on this show um Success is aggregate. Uh, You do enough shows, the more you're out there, the more uh, Google will see your brand, uh, the more you will go up in the rankings because the more content you have in that blogosphere, if you will, uh, the more Google sees that and the more you can uh, use that to uh, up your ranking in the the online universe. But then um, also... uh, you know, some people aren't going to like me. I'm not going to be for everybody. And 
that used to really bother me and it still kind of bothers me but i've learned that you know like you said that that mainstream audience will be there someday um that success when success finds me um not only will my friends show up to be there to to greet me there i believe i can i can picture the success party i can success picture everybody like finally getting it and going oh yeah yeah sorry it took us this long to figure it out you know but also with my audience you know i just feel like yeah one day they're going to see what i'm all about and for those who don't they'll leave but it's that's just like like instagram for example um today i have two thousand followers tomorrow i might have 1987 followers and the day after that i might have 2011 mm-hmm. like that's the thing is that sometimes you're just gonna turn off a handful of people and then you're gonna attract a bunch of new people and then before you know it i mean that's like um I, the same fucking day in junior high when i lost my best friends uh he was a friend of mine that played soccer with me and he he rejected me hey we don't want to be friends anymore mm-hmm. i was like fine that very same day, I walked home with Craig and Corey and Gino and all these people. Yeah. And we became best friends from that day forward. And mm-hmm. it was that quick. It happened that quick. Yeah. Same day. Yeah. So you never know. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they say that, you know, friendships are for a, a, a reason or a season or a lifetime. And I truly believe that, you know, because like <clears throat> I have a lot of friends that I thought we're going to be lifetimes and they're turning into reasons and seasons. Um, and you know, sometimes it hurts your feelings because a lot of those, uh, those falling outs that I had with those people could have been avoided, but it was like, I can honestly say I can, I sleep well knowing I, I played no part in that. You know, yeah. I know it seems like I'm a trash talker, but I really am not, not when it comes to things I care about. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to people I care about, um, I don't, resort to pettiness like if a few things bother me about someone but i don't want to lose them i'll tell them that like yeah this 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 and this bothers me but i don't want to lose you man you know i told that to roger i told that to uh, jim when we had our falling out and i told that to angie um and i've i've had four or five falling outs in my life and that's four or five too many but at the end of the day were they really that close to begin with? Were they really truly are my friend? I, that's the thing, you guys. Is at the end of the day, it might feel real in the moment, but um, oftentimes it's not. I think back to my ex before you, Jenny. She never loved me, man. And my my mom, she's like she she treated you like shit, and you were nothing. You treated her like a queen. I'm like, right? Didn't I? You know? And um, she's like, you got mad occasionally, but. You've always gotten mad at stuff. You're a very expressive person. I'm like, I'm like an honorary Italian. I'm like, I, yeah, I get mad and sometimes I get glad, you know. <laughs> sorry for the, sorry for Italian. I fucked that all up. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And as such, yeah, I can fake it. And that's the thing. Like, if I'm serious with people, like, if you, if I don't like you, you're, you'll know because all that joy, all that fun, all that love sucked right up yeah you know and i'm very dry and matter of fact with people i don't like you know and uh, you'll know when i don't like a person because i'm very dry and very matter of fact with those people but i'm the same way yeah Mm -hmm. because yeah you get tired of them but yeah but i can honestly say i sleep well knowing that i try very hard in this life making a good life for myself and for you 
Uh, but this life, you guys, it makes no sense, dude. It is a fucking shit show out there and people are bonkers. And um, that's not to say that there aren't wonderful people in this world. That's not to say that there aren't wonderful opportunities if you find them. But looking for them, finding them, you may burn through a million jobs and a million people until you finally arrive at where you're supposed to be. And um, I don't believe that's some preordained thing. It's just some people are nice and some people aren't. And eventually you will find a configuration that feels like it's coming from your heart. And that's all I can really yeah. say because mm-hmm. I don't believe in God. I don't believe that God did this. I just believe that some people are awful and some people aren't. And some jobs are awful and some jobs aren't. And if you, I do believe that if you put good into the universe, that universe will um, sometimes uh, reciprocate itself. Um, or at least it will, when you put the right energy in the world, you'll find your tribe. And that's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. I want to find a tribe. If you're too uptight for me, there's the door, fella. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you're, you know, but that doesn't mean that I want to alienate people. If someone's no. going through something deep and dark and serious, um, and then I'm in a light and jovial mood, I want to be able to change my energy and say, no, 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 you, you belong here. Just that I'm in a good mood right now. Let me, mm-hmm. let's address this. Let's do this yeah. after the show, you know. Like, that's yeah. the kind of person I am. I, I give. I'm a giver. I give too much, and I just, I give to the point where I look like, um, you know, Freddy Krueger's victim when he sucked face with that girl, and she's all dried up, and she's like a, a outside, she's like the outside shell of a, of a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that was awesome. That was- that was a keeper. That's a wrap, fellas. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's quite enough of our shenanigans for today. Um, thank you, baby. Did you get You're something welcome. from this? Yeah. Good. I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And um, yeah, and hopefully over time, you guys will see who we are. Yes, we can be really silly. Yes, we can be very uh, serious and uptight and moody. But at the end of the day, we're just human like you guys. We're not trying to be better than anyone. We're just trying to fight, 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 fight for our right to exist. And fight for this right to party, really. You knew what I was saying. (laughs) I knew you were. I was just going to say it. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so very much. We will have two more episodes for you guys next week. Um, I've got a bunch of things uh, that I'm researching right now. We will get into the paranormal. We will get into all kinds of things. Uh, We will start building my empath tribe, our empath tribe. It's not mine. It's ours. We share it. Um, we will start getting into all that good stuff, you guys. And thank you so much for listening. If you guys uh, need anything from me, uh, you can reach me at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B R Y. And you can reach Rebecca at Spooky Nerdy Gal. Shit, yeah, son. Come on by and say hi. It's, uh, we love talking to you guys about the paranormal, about being empaths, um, about what a mean and weird world we're living in. It, it, you know, mental health is everything, you guys. And living a robust life, uh, you know, really it's all about trying to get your mind right and staying right. Um, but every time you wake up, man, it's like, oh, I got to start all over. I got to get my mind right again. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. So, you know, it's a continual struggle. struggle, And that's why, like uh, Sylvester Stallone said, said you, uh, you, you got you to gotta thicken your skin. You got to like a crocodile. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Yo. 
Oh my god. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.